everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bianyash. It is a new year. It is 2018. How crazy is that? I don't, I don't know. But you guys, I thought 2017 was a really long year. Uh, a lot of crazy things happened. Some good, some bad. But I'm, I'm very excited to be going into a new year. New things are happening for the Winnipeg Music Project. So don't forget to follow the Winnipeg Music Project on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Anyway, enough about us. Today we have an exciting band who's been on the show uh, different names before. Um, Tin Can Bandits. Um, but now, uh, the Israeli Dreamers. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. So who do we have here? Can you say your name and what instruments you play in the band? I am Peter Vanderhout, lead vocals. Uh, I play acoustic guitar and live. Uh, I play Barry Sax as well. Um, Simon King. Uh, I play keyboards. Uh, I occasionally sing some lead and uh, some backing vocals. All right. And how long has Israeli Dreamers been uh, a thing? Uh, since last year. Um our band turns a year old on uh, February 17th. Ooh, happy the, birthday. Yeah. Uh, three original members of Tin Can Bandits. Uh, we broke off and we became uh, Disraeli Dreamers. So some of us have been together for two plus years, but Disraeli Dreamers has been only dis- only established for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how has the sound changed? It's getting better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, in terms of genre. Uh, genre? Well, the Bandits was a little lighter than what this is. Um this is heavier, yeah. kind of... Yeah, a bit. Um, well, and also different lead vocalists. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What I've noticed um, is, like, uh, Chicken Bandits was kind of more folky. Yeah. Just because, yep. especially the songwriting yeah. um, was kind of more acoustic. And this uh, Disraeli Dreamers project is a lot louder, a lot more electric. Uh, I think it's more kind of spunk, you know, like more like kind of attitude. Ooh, there that's you go. Yeah, I, like, so that's, I like that. That's spunky. Spunky. <laughs> All right. That can be your thing now. So what inspired you guys to, to change, rebrand and, and kind of kind of start all over? Uh, we lost the main uh, lead singer. Uh, he went back to school. Mm-hmm. Actually, to U of M. Yeah, for education, engineering. right? Oh, uh, engineering. We, I thought it was education. Nope. That was in no. engineering. Yeah. Oh, it was in engineering. I don't remember um, properly. <laughs> so um, we, we, he left on good terms. We're obviously still fr- yeah. very good friends and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the three of us uh, still wanted to continue uh, to, to write together. So um, I was the keyboardist in Tin Can Bandits. Uh, so I just kind of moved into the lead uh, lead writer, singer, because uh, I was already doing backup, I was doing the harmonies mm-hmm. for Ten Can Bandits, so I kind of just moved right in as the lead uh, lead singer. Did you have experience beforehand of writing in lyrics and performing your own material? Uh, yes, I was in a band a couple of years ago where um, we were in some festivals and other things, and I was the uh, backup uh, singer in that as well. Uh, that project that project is long gone, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing music for years, but uh, this was my first time being the lead singer of a of a band. What's that like? It's, it's I like it. You like- <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. Actually, you get to be the yeah. Kind of the center, but I mean, like that's not unfair to say because the band is all, everyone is important. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. not it's not about me. It's about creating the music and getting it out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I do get to move around a lot with the microphone, mm-hmm. uh, especially when I'm not playing acoustic guitar and singing at the same time, like we were discussing earlier. Uh, when I have just the microphone, I'm able to run around the stage and then interact with the with the fans and, yeah. the, and the audience. So it's, it's you can kind of become fun. like a like a punk singer, just like yelling in everyone's faces yes. and getting into the audience. Yeah, and- I actually have gotten into the audience. 
bands before Have you? Yeah. a couple of gigs. One, yeah. one time I went to go see a punk show and this the main guy was so much like, I don't know, he was terrifying. He got and started yelling in everyone's faces. <laughs> I I had never really been to a punk show before and I was just really caught off guard. So yeah. that's really cool. Um, so who else is in the band? Uh, we have Andrew Ryan. Oliver. He's the drummer. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Sorensen. He plays guitar. Uh, Chris, Chris Tusher plays, plays bass, and Billy Shifke is our new lead guitarist. Brand new lead guitarist. Brand he, new. he joined us literally, I think, like three, three weeks, weeks before we even yeah. went to the recording studio. He joined the band. We were looking for uh, a lead a person to play in the uh, for the studio, and um, and he just was a perfect fit for the band. And yeah. he's a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Yeah. I know we have a doctor in the band. Wow! So yeah. you never have to worry about lead drums. <laughs> Or sorry, lead guitar or having a heart attack. No. He's there for you. Yes. That's no, exciting. He brings his defibrillator to rehearsals. <laughs> Does he really? Uh, I wish. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so, like, I'm obviously gullible. Um, so what inspires this music? If people hadn't listened to it before or they're just tuning in now, what kind of sound would you say is the Dissuasion Who Who kind of inspires your sound when you're writing? We are... The people in the band range from ages from 36 to 20, 23. So we have a huge variety of influences uh i mean i would say anything from 90s grunge or 90s rock is is what i like and i'm 30 i'm 36 um and then simon is the youngest in the band he's 23 and we all know he likes ben folds five yep. and bare naked ladies i also like a lot of like older r&b stuff like spinners mm-hmm. or uh, marvin gay i listen to a lot of older music okay yeah <clears throat> all right and is that that is does that make a collective sound or how does that how does all these different influences work together well i I think lately a lot of older stuff has a lot more like nowadays a lot of older stuff is a little more complex i find music simplified over time so i think the new stuff we're writing is getting just a little bit more complex i'm it's complex in terms of what uh composition okay um stranger chord harmonies all right yeah we're we're just different uh, chord progressions and simon likes to add Minor uh, yeah. sevenths and augmented sixths. So kind of yeah. like some like jazz color yeah. a yeah. little bit. Simon yep. likes to write jazz stuff. So sometimes uh, I'll come to the band with an idea and I'll have a chord progression. And he'll be like, let's change that. Let's mm-hmm. make yep. that more jazz. Not, not jazzy. Just, just let's make that more colorful. Colorful yeah. and interesting to listen to. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and sometimes they work out uh, for songs and sometimes they don't. And, um, but usually, for the most part, they do. Okay, good. And that's exciting. That must feel good. So everyone kind of brings something to the table in terms of like the the process. It's not like you have an idea and everyone kind of just follows along. No, unless like, well, uh, there's certain people that have got like, when our writing process is sometimes someone comes to to the table with, like I, I come to the table with an idea and it totally sounds like something from like, Pearl Jam or something and then everybody in the band is like that sounds too 90s let's make it more current and I'm like okay but they liked my initial yeah um, it inspires it, new yeah, ideas exactly and then Simon adds jazz elements and then our drummer like sometimes literally when Andrew plays drums he, like he can just change the beat just a little bit and it takes it from you know from one genre to the next to the next to the next and sometimes we go through a song 10 different ways before we find th- our sound that is really sound that we mm-hmm. like yeah um and sometimes we play for a couple of shows a new song with a certain beat and it just doesn't work and then all of a sudden andrew changes the beat and all of a sudden we we find our sound you mm-hmm. know yeah. so you guys kind of go through all these different these different kind of genre sounds or kind of uh, I guess tones. How do you, uh, what makes it, or why do you 
I guess, market the Disloyal Dreamers as alternative rock. Do you think that's a good cover for all these different kind of t- sounds that you're making? Or I think it can, yes. Uh, we don't want to be pigeonholed into, oh, you only sound like this because we have lots of songs we've never even played live or we have songs that we've only played live and aren't recorded yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one where I play Barry Sachs, and that's just a funk. It's literally just straight up funk. Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily rock. Uh, but you're going to play a song in a little bit, probably called Little Lie. Yeah. And I wrote it, and all it is is a simple blues. Yeah. It's just a blues. But Simon takes it and adds, he has a, p- a little yeah. piano solo in between the first <clears throat> and second verse. And it's just straight up jazz. Yeah. It's like smooth jazz. And oh. I, I thought, to, like, when yeah. he played it, I was like, my dad's going to love this. <laughs> it, it was interesting. <laughs> and my dad's like 74. I'm like, my dad would really we, like yeah, this. Because when we brought that one in, like, it was just a shock rock, like, 80s shock rock hairband type song yeah that's that's what yeah yeah. and i I was using like a rock organ setting is really grungy um yeah and i think the way it turned out now i think we were just joking around and uh we ended up deciding oh this is actually a lot better so Mm -hmm. it's still a blues but it's like it's a rock blues uh yeah i guess rock's kind of like a safe word for especially that kind of music um especially because like blues kind of became a type of rock you could you could argue I won't get into that. That's kind of lame. Anyway, so we started with the song Everest. Yeah. Uh, what? How did that song become become what it is today? Uh, we sat in the drummer's living room uh, with minimal, like almost not even a drum set. I don't think well, that was we, an electric drum. We had set. electric drum set. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> uh, Andrew, the the uh, drummer, he wrote the song, and he came up with you know. Uh, uh, he came up with the guitar part and all of a sudden I just I started singing I just started singing a singable melody and all of a sudden it just turned into what it turned into it was kind of collaborative uh, but it all started with Andrew on that one so So when you're singing this melody is it just like like uh, is it words or is it just like that like random like syllables or sometimes I just sing random words sometimes it's just a bunch of oohs and ahs and las but actually I started literally singing the first lyric that I wrote that I sing in that song I wanna ride I wanna ride you baby I literally just started singing those exact lyrics mm-hmm. like in his living room and uh, and they gave me uh, an idea what they wanted the, they wanted that song to just be in your face start you know, like within four seconds of hearing the song it's in your face it's a really you know, fun rock song and I knew I really wanted to uh, sing high on that song I really wanted to go through my entire range uh, to really show off and to really bring it mm-hmm. and uh, so I kind of just started singing real lyrics like just in his living room yeah so that's cool. kind of how that's one started and what what are the what are, what's it about like what are what lyrically what's happening oh boy uh, <laughs> it's just about like, uh, I, I think we kind of wrote it just the lyrics is a joke just we were basing it well, it's the kind of um, rock song. What do we know about that kind of rock? It has those kind of lyrics. So it does not have anything to do with uh, any anything that any of us have ever gone through. It was kind of just, hey, let's write a rock song and uh, about. I, I, it's not even fantasy. It's just about a, a guy that's with a girl that she likes to party and yeah. uh, she rather go to Vegas than to go to Paris or Rome. And uh, she's a oh. wild, she's a wild girl. Oh, and uh, lots of innuendo. 
but it yeah. wasn't from any it wasn't from any one specific uh life or anything it was just hey let's write some fun lyrics it's one of the only songs that doesn't have anything to do with anything any of us has ever gone through they were like, we were like just write a fun song with some fun lyrics yeah some, and yeah. It's, it's very dancey and just it's just meant, meant to make you move yeah really okay fa- fantastic so that's going to be officially released on your ep insomnia insomnia Amnama Insomnia Island, yeah. uh, which is going to be released online February second and uh, in stores uh, February seventh. Is that yes. correct? And that's very exciting. Yes. This is the second EP. This of is the second Dreamers. EP. The first. The well, first. The, it, it's this. It's the first official EP. Like Lucid was really. We're very proud of it. There was a lot of great stuff in it, but it's really more of a demo for mm-hmm. us. Um, yeah, we went to uh, uh, for Insomnia Island. We went to Jason Gordon at Studio Eleven. He did a awesome job yeah. um, recording it and producing it. He came up with so many ideas while we were in the studio. Oh, we should play this guitar part like this. Oh, well, how about yeah. we have a harmony here? How about we add your voice a little quieter and echoey? And I mean, it, you know, we, if it wasn't for Jason Gordon, it would not sound uh, half as good. Like, so. I mean, we went in there with, with arrangements. We thought, yeah, these are really great. And then Jason just said, okay, let's make this better and it's infinitely better than we ever could have imagined yeah. really yeah yeah and would you say that that the, the recordings are faithful to what you'll hear in a live performance or are they their own kind of different things like i think okay everyone says that we um that we sound and look better live than we sound on a recording although this recording is obviously professional it sounds awesome but you were a band you want to see live mm-hmm. i cannot express that enough mm-hmm. like we rock out we run around we are so full of energy we're friendly to the crowd before and after you know the concert um and I think we're just a band you have to see live, yep. especially with the, the new stuff that hasn't even been released yet. Uh, so you guys, you know, if you know, if come to a live concert, you get to hear stuff that's not even on this album because we haven't recorded it yet. It's just some really new and interesting stuff. And mm-hmm. you got to see us live. Yeah, I think that's a, a really important aspect of, of especially Winnipeg musicians. Um, your recordings... I think, and your your live show needs to be slightly different, just because mm-hmm. they're two different experiences. Right. And yeah. you, if you kind of falter in the whole um, live experience, you're not going to really go anywhere because that's that's where bands thrive. Like mm-hmm. I, there are some bands um, in Winnipeg that just blow your mind live, and their recordings are fantastic. But you need to hear them live. Right. So it's good that you guys have figured that out and channeled it, and you guys obviously have good. Uh, chemistry on stage so people want to watch you mm-hmm. so congrats to you guys like um so the song uh, a little lie i we've played it on the show before it was in the, one of the monthly music wrap-ups okay. um ryan sent it to us so we've we uh regulars of the winnipeg music project have heard it um but for those of you who haven't yet uh what inspired little lies or little uh, lie sorry uh what inspired it is uh my life and what i had to go through for many years and um and what me and my son went through. And so this one is actually about my life. Um, and also that everyone's got a little lie. Now, it could be a little lie that makes a huge difference. It could be a little lie that makes a little difference. So, But uh, this one's a, about a little lie that was a real big lie. Oh, so a little lie, but it wasn't a little lie at all. No, it wasn't a little lie at all. It was uh, it was a huge lie. Okay, was it... Um was it a was it hard to write about or was it hard to share that with people uh no because the third like the first two verses are about my past and the third verse is about when i met my my wife 
um, and how um, how things got a lot better mm-hmm. once uh, once I met my once I met my wife. So yeah, so it's it's oh, that's a little lie, but it's has a happy ending. And it, it does have a happy ending. It, I guess that can be good for people who maybe are experiencing going through the same thing that you might be going through, yeah. or can find their story in the song and see that there might be a good end, or there should be, or there will be a good ending, or even if you don't recognize it right away. Yeah, I'm assuming. Okay, cool. So, everyone, this is the Winnipeg Music Project on 11.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Banyan. I'm here with Paul and Simon from Disraeli Dreamers. We're listening to their song, Little Lie, which is from their uh, soon-to-be-released EP, Insomnia Island. It hasn't been released yet. That's so exciting. I'm 
Hello, everyone. We're back on the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm here with Peter. <laughs> Simon. I'm from Disraeli Dreamers. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we just finished listening to the song Little Lie, which uh, is going to be released on the Insomnia Island EP on February 2nd online and February 7th um, in stores, which is very exciting. We're getting to hear this, these songs first. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This EP, what it's your second is your your first kind of official album, like album yeah. uh, for like commercial release and everything. Yeah. Um, what got the ball rolling for this? Why did you set, decide to release this? Well, uh, we we knew what we had with uh, our last uh, with the last album that was more of a demo, and we knew that uh, when we went to Jason Gordon at Studio Eleven, we knew when we knew within you know the first day and a half of recording we have something really really special and we wanted to obviously get that out there as soon as possible we also know that you know you have to release a an album at a certain time that so you can go touring mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. you can do festivals in the summer mm-hmm. uh so that's clearly we're putting it out in, uh very soon so that we can do the festival circuit and lots of gigs and lots of uh concerts this uh summer which we can't have announce we, yet. We can't, can't announce, but we have things booked uh, that are very exciting. We just can't name exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. Not yet. So you Not make yet. sure that everyone who's listening followed Disraeli Dreamers on social media. Yes. Um, and I'll include links to those on the podcast post later this week so you can find them and support them. Um, so why why did we call it Insomnia Island? That's not one of the um, the names. Uh, it it sounded cool because <laughs> sounds dreamers cool. like well the last album was called the Lucid yeah it, lucid like as in lucid dreaming yeah mm-hmm. uh, so it was just words that uh, you know were associated with dreaming so insomnia sleep um, but also the bandits had a thing where on like a bunch of their albums had alliterative names like uh, rushing river mm-hmm. endless ocean or. Okay, yeah. English Ocean's not illiterate, but it's yeah. it's it sounds it's two vowels. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's so in the in, same realm. It's in, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in that territory. Yeah, yeah. So that's okay, that's and that's just like you try to stick on that kind of and keeping it kind of like with the brand. Probably yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. We'll yeah. Cut, well, our next one will probably be something about also about dreaming, just something different. Yeah, yeah. and you have time yeah. to think about that. And yeah. uh, have you started recording those songs yet? We have already written. Uh, I think at least three out of the four, uh, mm. or more or well, less. We've, we've, I mean, with a framework for three out of the four songs. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't really have a lot of lyrics or anything yet. I, I think we're getting the music down. Then we're dealing yeah. with the uh, one of them. One of them we've already performed live a bunch of times. It's one where I play Barry Sax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's called Downtown. So people, some people have already seen it. Like, uh, and if anybody came up to the Jim Beam uh, Talent Search Cross Canada. That was uh, supported by uh, Canadian, Canadian Music Week at the Park Theater a couple weeks ago, um, where we played, you know, along with uh, some other good bands. Um, we played that live, and that was really fun. We played at the Cavern live, which was super cool because everyone knows the Cavern is on level ground. So you know, I, my, I literally was like almost in the audience playing Barry Sachs, just mm-hmm. ripping, ripping it up. So yeah, that's a cool <clears throat> venue for like loud music. Yeah, oh god, yeah. I love that. You can go right up to the audience members mm-hmm. right in their Actually, face. I think I was there that day when you guys were playing at the uh, Cavern. I walked in. And I was like, oh my god, I know these yeah, guys. Yeah, we played with the Jeremy and the Delicious that's Hounds right. and Twelve Twenty One, and uh, yeah, that was a really good gig. And that's it's fun getting literally up and close with your uh, 
with your your fans and and uh, the audience mm-hmm. and feeling that kind of like oh energy. you could feel the vibe it's much different you know if you're playing up on a stage you're at least 12 feet away from everybody you, you yeah. try to give that same thing but man when you're on their level it's a whole nother level mm-hmm. yeah wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so in the new album you're gonna have four songs again why are we sticking to that four um number or just four songs why are we waiting and doing a full uh like a full lp because like no more. one does it anymore. Well, I don't want to say no one, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, EPs are more marketable these days when okay. uh, when you're in the local scene. Mm-hmm. Plus, know. it takes like a year just to get twelve songs together, um, and we can instead of releasing one album a year, we can release two or even three EPs, and it's the same as having one album. Well, the way to look at it is EPs are basically just cycles. So. Where we say have the Lucid come out, and we do the tour for that, and then the next year we do this album, have a tour planned out for this year, yeah. and then by 2019 have another album, and it, it, that's basically okay. How. So, so you plan on having like one every year, and it's, it kind of makes it a little bit yeah. easier to release it. Yeah, although yeah, yeah. also I mean, could be cheaper, I think, um, yeah. for the for the fans rather than buying yeah. like yeah. twelve songs, they're buying four, and then. Maybe they don't like the songs on this one. I'm just kidding. Yeah. They probably no. love all of them. Well, I mean, um, we we might end up with another album this year. It's yeah. We, we I mean, we already yeah. we already have the the making for four more. So we think we might go back in the studio, uh, maybe in the fall mm-hmm. after we've already done our touring yeah. and our our um, the yeah. uh, festival circuit. Yeah. yeah, it really just depends on how this album does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, why did we decide to call it? Uh, the band just kind of segue. Uh, Disraeli Dreamers. Why? Why did that name become um, our, our one of our guitarists, Ryan Sorensen? He's also our manager. He's also our manager. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he his father was a huge fan of Benjamin Disraeli. No, it was uh, no. His dad liked the album Disraeli Gear. Oh, sorry. Um, I was gonna say like the the the, the, the lead or the creative dis- it was, the conservative uh, party or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it, true, he did, it? it wasn't Benjamin really? Disraeli. It was no. <laughs> well, also, okay. also Disraeli is a big name in, uh, in the, you know, the bridge, the bridge. Uh, and it goes from one certain part of town to uh, an, you know another part of town. Yeah. That's so, very. Uh, it's completely different, right? Yeah. So it's kind of bridging and yeah. So the name the name's just super Manitoban. Um, yeah. Basically. Yeah. No, uh, Ryan's dad really liked the album Disraeli Gears, and it was always playing in his house when he was a kid. So that was. Uh, mm-hmm. So you yeah, just want something that draw. that kind of kept you home. Um, that I guess really inspired Ryan from when he was a kid, kind of got him into music. Um, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Uh, so this this going back to the EP, I just I just really need to know before I forgot. Um, these four songs on Insomnia Island, do they have a kind of theme going through them, or is, are they connected in any way, or are they just the songs that you've written that you've liked the most, and the, the strongest, and recorded and released them? Um. They were the strongest and the ones that were voted on to be uh, on this album, on this uh, particular album. We, like I said, we do play other songs live, uh, but we decided as a whole band that these four songs should go on the EP for this round of of recording. And uh, yeah, it's kind of what we've been doing lately. They were they were all songs that were written literally within the last four months. Um, so we didn't, we didn't go back in time and all of a sudden grab a song that was written yeah. ten years ago or something. It was all like last four months, mm-hmm. most current 
current sound, current, current sound yeah. group of people. Yeah. Uh, the songs that you are performing live, you mentioned that you have performed a couple that you will be releasing on the new EP. Are there some songs that are just going to stay live? Um, or will you ever re- release them in album format? I feel like Downtown is going to stay live for now. I mean, we're not, no one's opposed to recording it, but that one's just a little... Uh, it's, it's fun to do it's live. It's fun though. to do live. It's super fun. It's just like, is it... We, we gotta, like, make a note of branding, you know? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a branding thing. Um, okay. But, I mean, yeah, maybe we'll record it. Just we'll mm-hmm. see what uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Have you ever thought of doing, like, a live video of it for, like, YouTube or something? Or and just leaving it, like, like a exclusive for that? Or... That's maybe an idea for the next time we have our uh, one of our shows. Maybe we'll get a hire like a videographer, videographer yeah. And, yeah. And, and yeah, get a soundboard recording. Because yeah. if it's such a great song to perform live, wouldn't it be great to have that video aspect? Just mm-hmm. like maybe yep. like have it at the caravan where it's going to be full anyways, and mm-hmm. have this big crowd. That would be great for branding. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I would think. And, well, we we took one of the songs uh, that's on the EP, and we actually invested. And getting a lyric video of it, and that one is Shotguns and Chivalry. Which we're going to hear next. Yeah, uh, so uh, I was really excited uh, when it came out. And if people can read the lyrics, they can maybe uh, become more familiar with it, like, really quickly. That's mm-hmm. why people have, you know, make lyric videos so they can understand what the lyrics are in case some of them are jumbled or under, not under, you know, not very clear, I guess. Yeah, or if people can learn to sing along. And, yeah, and sing I mean, along the, the, and yeah. when I wrote the chorus, I really wanted to write a, a, a very... Like a hook, I really wanted to write a chorus that was fun and uh, ca- like very catchy. Yeah. And if, with the, with along with the lyrics, uh, with the lyric video, it, it makes it that much easier to kind of sing along. And mm-hmm. it, that's already released on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw a link to that. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. include a link to that on the podcast post for those of you who are listening, so you can find it nice and easily for you. The lyric video um, for Shotguns and Chivalry. How did this song get written? Like, what was the st- the startings of this song? I'm a huge Offspring fan. Always have been. Uh, and I just had seen them live here in Winnipeg. And I also like Jimmy Eat World and lots of that punk, funk, you know, not funk, but punk, uh, fun um, bands. And I just wanted to write, I just literally wanted to write a fun song, just literally a fun song with a really catchy chorus. That's what That was my main objective in I kind of had Jimmy Eat World and uh, Offspring kind of in my head. Not yeah. that I want to sound like them, yeah. but that's kind of like the, that vi- that was feel, the vi- yeah. That was the vibe. I wanted to get a chorus that Offspring would have been like, hey, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where that comes from. And So it started with the chorus kind of melody line, or did we have the instrumentation already kind of formed? Or what was like the actual process that went through to writing this song? Um, I came up with the initial part that uh, the bass um, guitar comes in with. The uh, that, that high part, um, and it started from there, and then I, we got everybody like when I when I bring a song to the band or when anybody brings a song to the band, we all listen to it and then kind of form it from there, right? So it's not like what I say goes. It's hey, let's all put some input, and everybody has some ideas. Uh, Simon brings in some keyboard uh, parts. Uh, Andrew, of course, changes the drums around, um, and. I don't know. It just it's formed. It formed from there. Mm-hmm. So, is it? So, is it, your your writing process is obviously very collaborative. Um, would you put more of an emphasis on the melody and lyrics, or you, or is it really more the instrumentation, the har- harmonies, like what the music or the lyrics? Would I you would say? say for me, it's all about melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to just sing notes to sing notes. Mm-hmm. It's all about the singable melody. 
Because okay. I say if you can write a good song, you, you should be able to whistle it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so of course, and 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 as soon as the chorus comes up, I want a person listening to it to be able to at least, if they don't know the words, they can at least hum along the second time the chorus comes up. If they can hum along, then I've done my job. Mm-hmm. And how do you know that you've achieved that? Because maybe it's um, it's catchy to you, but how do you know it's going to be catchy to everyone else? Uh, when we've played it live a few times, I've noticed people were like nodding their head and tapping their foot and really getting into it. And like they don't know the lyrics, but hopefully this lyric video, which is on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> called that. Shotguns and Chivalry <laughs> by Disraeli Dreamers. Yeah. Hopefully that will. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that will uh, kind of make it catchy mm-hmm. and so, catch on. So all of these songs that you do release, they all have been played live before. You don't yes. save anything. Uh, we, for this specific uh, EP, everything we've played live multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in the last, I would say, month and a half, two months, uh, we've played um, all of these live. Do you think that's essential for your, your sound and your music specifically? You should be playing it live first before you think about recording it? Yeah, I, I think yeah. we want to like take maybe a year or so to just break in a song just mm-hmm. to Cause make sure the first time we ever played uh, Lighthouse which is the, I think the last song you're going to play yeah. uh, we did not play it at all the way that we recorded it and we like it way better the way that we recorded it than we played it live sometimes when you play it live <clears throat> you, you get the kinks out and you're like oh maybe that doesn't go over so well with an audience or mm. that didn't sound that right maybe we'll it's have not, it's, not, it's not that you made mistakes it's just you know you, you, you hone your craft after playing a while mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it settles in. It does settle in, yeah. Absolutely, I can I can attest to that. Like some of the songs I like I that I perform, the way I first finish them quotation marks because I'm when I thought like I'm not going to change Air anymore. Quotes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> um, when I finish them, when you start to play them live, you're like, oh, that doesn't actually work, or oh, I need to pause a little bit longer, or there needs to be a break, or I should add a little bit of a break instrumentally in between these two cor- this chorus and this verse or something. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. Really quickly, what is your proudest accomplishment as a musician in Disraeli Dreamers? What are you most proud of right now? And that, that can always change, but right now. Uh, what we just accomplished uh, just a few short weeks ago, we were in the top five songs. Uh, we submitted our song Little Eye to the Canadian Music Week, uh, the Jim Beam talent shirts across Canada. We, um, Little Eye was chosen as the top one of the top 50 songs in all of Canada and that one of the top five songs in Manitoba. So I think personally uh, that was probably our, our little crowning gem, uh, biggest accomplishment uh, to date. Uh, so, Yep. Um, yeah, what, what Peter said, and for me, because I haven't really done as much band wise like i haven't been in other bands as much as everyone else mm-hmm. so uh getting an ep out getting something that sounds really good yeah something you can hold on to mm-hmm. yeah playing with other really really uh, well-established bands um and in winnipeg uh, around manitoba or around canada uh which we'll be playing with very soon uh around where <laughs> this where this uh gig is gonna, uh where this uh EP, when this EP is going to get released, we're playing with a, a very, very well-known band. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to release some uh, things a little bit later. Um, once we get the go-ahead, we're going to release that. So. Mm-hmm. Things that we can't say now. So you do need to make sure that you follow Disraeli Dreamers on all their social medias. Yep. Um, you got Facebook and you got Instagram. 
and you get Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'll include links to all of these so people who are like... Run uh, Bandcamp. Bandcamp, that's right, as well. Uh, that's why I have it open here on my... And SoundCloud. Uh, yes. You can actually listen to the, the full EP on SoundCloud right now. I don't know how long that'll last. And Shotguns and Chivalry is on YouTube. And on YouTube. So the I will, lyric video. I will make sure to include all of that for you guys, so make sure you go to the uh, winpinmusicproject.com podcast, which will be released later today. Anyway, how about we listen to a song? Does that sound good to you guys? Sweet. Okay, let's listen to Shotgun and Chivalry by Display Dreamers. This is Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM.
welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Banyash. I'm here with Peter and Simon. <laughs> this really, I'm just going to mumble it from now on. You guys are promoting your soon to be re- uh, soon, like a very recent, uh, very, I guess soon. Within a month, yes. Within a month uh, album. Um, Insomnia Island, mm-hmm. which will be released on February 2nd online and uh, in stores February 7th. Which stores will you, will you be able to purchase them? Mm-hmm. It's a surprise. <laughs> um, I think most of our stuff is actually going to be focused online. Yeah. Um, we are in negotiations with certain Winnipeg stores on where we want, actually want to... Um, where we want to release them. Yeah. I don't want to say for sure exactly where yet because mm-hmm. I think we're still in negotiations. Um, but uh, mostly online, I would say. Yeah. As of this moment, mostly online. Yeah. That's, honestly, that's kind of like the way you got to go. You really got to make sure you have a good online presence. Yeah. Cause yeah. We, we, are making, we, are, we are making CDs uh, for, um, for when we play live. And obviously, we'll, we'll sell them at uh, gigs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're still negotiating with yeah. uh, who is going to carry our uh, our actual CDs and we made some vinyls as well. Oh wow. I know. I'm why so excited. why did we decide to do vinyls? Because it came back. Mm-hmm. And it's just so neat to have your album on vinyl. It's just Yeah, is it the full album? It's the four, it's the EP. It's the four yeah. songs. Yeah. Okay, that's so exciting. Uh, yeah. I, one of my like things on my bucket list is to release even just like a single on a vinyl. Uh, I've never really been into vinyl. Like I never, it's never really been a thing that I've like. Oh, vinyl is so cool because I grew up in the era of CDs, mm-hmm. and I just it's never been like a thing. My sister's really into it. Um, I have I have a vinyl player at home, but I've never really used it. Um, but it's something that's like really cool. It's kind of like this, like, it, and apparently that's like the way you listen. The quality to music. of sound is so much better on vinyl. Mm-hmm. There's so much more bass, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I'm <laughs> told that it's it's much better on vinyl. So maybe one day. Um, but that's very exciting. Congratulations, you guys. Um, so what is your favorite song to perform live? Whether it's on this EP or from a previous EP, or you you just haven't recorded it yet. What is your individual favorite? Simon, what's your favorite? Uh, Little Lies is fun one to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. The song we have. Why called, is it? Why is it? Uh, it's there's a lot for me to do on it. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. No, there's uh, it, it's energetic, but it's uh, I, and I get to show off my abilities. So this. That's, that's like, one. hey, I can play the keyboard. Pay attention yep. to me. Yeah, uh, my favorite record already recorded song to play live is Everest. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying like it's like a different kind. It kind of pushes your vocals. Yeah, it totally pushes my vocals. I sing really high in it, but I, I get to use a lot of power. It's a fun song. It's a it's a fantasy song, meaning like it's not written about anything from my life. So it's like I don't care. Kind of like a throwaway. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like I don't care exactly. I could kind of I could be somebody else for two and a half three minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, that's kind of neat. Uh, the the favorite song to, to play live, I guess that is not recorded, is probably Downtown, where I play the Barry Sax. Yeah, because I started off by playing Barry Sax, and then all of a sudden, everybody in the, everybody in the band gets a solo. Uh, at a certain point in time, and it's just a super funked up song, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just super fun. But again, it's one of those songs you have to see live. So come see us live. Come see, and there's we can't promote any shows right now because they're all very secret. soon. Yes. So, but there's there's tons that you guys have, but not yet technically confirmed yet. So you have to wait. So make sure you guys follow Disraeli Dreamers on social media so you can stay up to date with that. Um, so you guys have been in bands previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and this band's been, it's almost a year old. Very exciting. Happy birthday to that. Um, do you guys have any advice for beginners or people who are maybe trying to start their own band or who want to get involved in, in the music scene or in the alternative rock scene? Do you have any advice that 
you kind of learned in this last year that you could share with us? Networking. Uh, follow, uh, follow your local scene as well. You know, become friends with people, with other bands that are doing well. Uh, go to their shows. Support. Not the bad ones, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to support your local scene. Support other artists. Uh, go to their shows. Get connected. Uh, obviously, you have to have some type of demo to show um, certain venues uh, what what your sound is. And try to do as many. Um, if you're very, very beginner, do as many um, open mic nights. You know, do as, do whatever you can to to start getting up on a stage, getting your friends to come out seeing you. Uh, that's where I would start. Also, it helps having a uh, a band manager that uh, is a genius at uh, business, mm-hmm. like Ryan is, yeah, <laughs> like Ryan, like Ryan Sorensen. He's are, great. He, yeah. He's oh, a yeah. genius. I, I always, swear, yeah, I we would be nowhere everywhere. without Ryan Sorensen. He's he's a genius. Mm-hmm. That's, actually, yeah. that's how I've actually met you guys because he contacted me, <laughs> yeah. and I always yeah. see him at the Manitoba Music Workshop. Exactly, he is um, everywhere. He he connects. Mm-hmm. He he knows everybody. Every and, little opportunity yep. he's involved in, and mm-hmm. I think. It's, the way you got to go. How do you, like, I mean, he, he was part of the band and he decided to be the manager. I remember mentioning that in one of our previous interviews. Um, but would you recommend that a band member be the manager? Does that Has that um, made it easier? Or would it, you? it really just depends on the person. If your manager just so happens to be a great guitar player, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, we are so lucky you have no idea. Ryan has a degree in business mm-hmm. and he, his job is a manager. <laughs> you know, of oh, a, yeah, that's of, right. he's a, he's a he's, I'm not going to say, it, but he's a manager of yeah. a major store yeah. uh, in Winnipeg. So, I mean, w- when you already have that built in, um, then that only helps, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, without Ryan, we would go nowhere. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you had mentioned going to open mics in a band setting. Can op- can a loud sound go to open mics? Well, it, uh, it depends on the stage. We We did one show. It was it was an acoustic show. The open mic follows, but we were the feature act. Um, yeah, we basically just brought all acoustic instruments. I only okay. brought one keyboard, and Andrew just played a cajon, which is a percussion instrument. Yeah, but, it's like a uh, box, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if so, people who are listening, if you want to go to open mics and you are kind of like a punk or like a heavy sound, make sure to be aware that you may have to transfer to acoustic instruments. Mm-hmm. That's yep. good to know. That's important. Can you imagine someone showed up with a bunch of like electric guitars? Yeah. That would be loud. <laughs> people would be very con- confused. Um, so there are, now how many b- people are in your band now? Five? Six. Six. Six now. Holy smokes. How yeah. do you guys balance <laughs> six different schedules? Uh, we found two nights a week that, uh, that everyone's available. Uh, and since I'm a, I teach junior high <coughs> band uh, and and guitar and stuff. So my school is uh, our place where we rehearse. I have a full. Um, wow, oh, I remember you telling me about that. I yeah. have I have a full, uh, you know, uh, microphones and everybody else brings in their their amps and stuff. We have a we already have a drum set there, so it's mm-hmm. kind of just an awesome huge room to always play in. It's that we're not, we we were lucky. We didn't have to go in someone's basement, someone's mom's basement yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we have my school to work in and which yeah. is awesome. And, and it's a free rehearsal space. You don't have free. to pay which for it. Wonderful. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's so lucky. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, so you, you've designated two days. So you guys rehearse together two nights a week, two yeah. nights a week. And, yeah. uh, and everyone's pretty faithful to that. Yeah. Yeah. Every boy oh, yeah. have to, we, we yeah, have to, we really have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So luckily, luckily you have members who are just as committed as everyone else. Yep. Yep. That can be frustrating being in a band maybe with someone who's not there. Like, oh, I don't feel good. Like, I don't feel like practicing. So you don't practice for a whole week or. 
No, uh, we usually well, like the only time that we have not practiced is literally over this Christmas break. But we're going to. How dare you enjoy your holidays? <laughs> but we're actually going to rehearse right after this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why we're your target. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, that's fair. Um, but six weeks—that's crazy. Um, do you have? Have you ever received advice from maybe more established bands or? Um, I guess the behind the scenes people like who do producing any advice that you that was like wow I'm so glad I learned that that you might wouldn't mind sharing with us I think a lot of it would probably go through our band manager and then our yeah. band manager sends it to us saying hey yeah. maybe we should all wear the same type of clothing on, on, on stage maybe that would make us look more you know together collected yeah yep. i actually yeah. I know exactly which workshop <laughs> you heard that from yeah yeah because uh, manitoba music has a lot of great um workshops and he's always at them and mm-hmm. it makes sense like just looking more uniform mm-hmm. and yep. together and more professional i think i think my my thing is uh, i worry about the songwriting and then the band manager uh, figures out all the other things that would help promote us mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. and he signs up us up for and you know puts us into all these uh, different festivals, but I focus more on the songwriting because that's mm-hmm. my that's my Your forte. my forte. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the band has a for, has their own forte, right? Yeah. So I know where my strengths are, and my strength is songwriting. And then because uh, I couldn't do all the managing, I just couldn't do it. No, I just don't yeah. know it. Don't, yeah, it's it's a very like I don't know. It's kind of over my head sometimes. I'm like, I don't really understand how you do that. So it's very lucky, that, and everyone's willing to put in that effort, and everyone has something that they can do to bring the band together to make it stronger mm-hmm. which is fantastic mm-hmm. that's something that people should embrace everyone should have a role and work on that 100 yep. percent. you know some bands will each of them have their own social media that they're in charge of oh well uh, we sort of did that as well like one person will do uh instagram one person will do twitter mm-hmm. one person will take care of uh facebook the Bandcamp. facebook or our disraelidreamers.com uh, or something mm-hmm. and so yeah. yeah, that's good. When you have multiple people, it makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, where can people find you on social media? I've hinted at it a couple times, but where do you want people to go today to find you and to follow you and to like you and support you? And uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, SoundCloud as yeah. our as our uh, former album was is already there. Yeah, we're gonna be on Spotify, and you can buy our stuff on iTunes. Um, we're on Bandcamp. Yep. Um, we're not on MySpace. <laughs> Nobody's on MySpace. Yeah. No one's Don't on worry MySpace about that. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, um, we have the one song. Uh, we have we have a couple of live versions of songs. If you just uh, YouTube Disraeli Dreamers, lots of different stuff comes up. It's more just uh, live uh, versions. Although the one uh, Shotguns and Chivalry, the, the lyric videos up there. Mm-hmm. But other, if you just Google or not Google, if you uh, look up YouTube, uh, Disraeli Dreamers, lots of live uh, recordings are Wonderful. there from shows. Great, well, great job, guys! Thank you so much for coming onto well, the show. Thank you very much for having, having us. First for having us. show of the year is very exciting. I'm so happy that you guys came on. Uh, this last song, Lighthouse, that we're going to be listening to. Uh, what is it about? How did it get started? Uh, it's about. It was a fictitious story about a, a guy who was always there for his girl and uh, as soon as like and he like he's the lighthouse and she is like the ship that comes in and we all know the story of a lighthouse is a lighthouse doesn't go anywhere it just it shows a light and it guides you Ah. to land and as soon as the ship is ashore you don't need a lighthouse anymore yeah like the lighthouse you don't need it anymore so it's kind of like you know the girl was the ship that came in and he did all this work helping this girl and all of a a sudden she's like ashore and he's like 
what am I? What am I'm chopped liver now? Like ah. you don't you don't need me anymore. I wasn't expecting it to go that way. Oh, yeah. oh right, I'm a little sad now because <laughs> uh, William Prince is a song about lighthouse, but his son being his like lighthouse, and it's all happy. Oh. And I was like, like, oh, it's gonna be like that. It's not. It's like, oh. <laughs> but it's a valid story. I'm very yeah. excited. So thank you so much, guys, for coming onto the show again. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you guys and everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. You can listen on the radio and on the UMFM app, which you can download for free on the, all the apps website i don't know apps the app app stores <laughs> the app store anyways uh don't forget to follow the winnipeg music project on facebook instagram and twitter for all the pictures and updates and any kind of secret projects that are being released in the new year very exciting things um don't forget to follow disraeli dreamers their new album insomnia um island island thank you uh um will be released in february so make sure you stay tuned and, f- and follow them on social media as well thanks so much and stay warm A lighthouse leads a path And guides you to dry land Anchors up, ship ashore But now you don't need me
lighthouse and never leave. 